Hello and welcome to the Achieve Today podcast. My name is Jake Mix and today we are with one of our coaches at Achieve, Mr. Ben Ellis. Ben, thank you for taking the time to be here today. Great to be here. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, well, we're, we're excited today because today we're going to be talking about communication and more specifically, kind of an interesting topic here, but how to take feedback in a really positive way and in an enlightening way to improve yourself and to, uh, to go forward in a positive direction. And so I came to you yesterday just kind of asking you, what are some really important things that you've learned lately in your life, some things that would probably be beneficial to the students you're talking to, and that was uh, this book that you read recently about feedback. And so will you just give us a little bit of insight to that book that you read and then possibly some of the things that you learned? Yeah, of course. So as you know, I do like to read a lot, and uh, I came across this book kind of on accident. And so I was kind of shopping around, okay. uh, judging a whole bunch of books by their cover, and mm-hmm. I saw one title that said, Thanks for the Feedback. And I thought it was a book about like focus groups and stuff like that because my wife has a bakery and we rely heavily on focus groups uh, for her recipes. And that's kind of, kind of what we do. Um, and so I was hoping to gain some insight on that. Uh, but as I looked a little bit closer, I realized that I might have made a mistake. I read the subtitle and realized it was not a book on focus groups at all. In fact, the subtitle was, Thanks for the Feedback, The Science and Art of Receiving Feedback Well, Even When It Is Off Base, Unfair, Poorly Delivered, and Frankly, You're Not in the Mood. And so I went, ah, okay, well, that's weird. And, and admittedly, it stayed on the shelf for a little bit before I f- figured I'd give it a try. Right. And when I read the book, I was pleasantly surprised on actually how much I gained from it. And, and essentially, we all receive feedback. We call them critiques. We call it, we call it constructive criticism. We, we call it nudges on what you need to do a little bit better to improve your life. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and we all react in different ways uh, to feedback. And a lot of times, it's instantly uh, defensive. And that sort of thing. And so this book talks a little bit about how we can actually better uh, react to that feedback in a more constructive and learning way. Interesting. So what's the title of that book again? We'll make sure to link it down here. So thanks for the feedback. Thanks for the feedback. Awesome. And don't judge a book by its cover, right? Exactly. (laughs) Well, good. Well, and I know that you mentioned yesterday that there were three kinds of feedback specifically that it talked about. So would you mind just giving us a little bit of an intro on that? Yeah, so there's three types of feedback. The first one is called appreciation. Now, appreciation uh, motivates and encourages. However, in order for it to be effective, it needs to be authentic. Have you ever received appreciation when they go, great job, Jake? No, bang up job, you know, you can tell when it's fake. So in order for appreciation, the first type of feedback to be effective, it needs to be uh, authentic. But the other thing is it needs to be received in a way that the receiver um, uh, enjoys uh, getting that feedback or in a way that they appreciate it. You know, uh, I'm sure everyone is familiar. And if you're not, uh, become familiar with it. But the, the five love languages, you know, you know, spending time or receiving gifts and, and that sort of thing. Right. So sometimes 
people just don't receive appreciation um, as well as another. Like I might give you a gift, but you don't like receiving gifts. You like me to spend time with you. And so uh, in order for appreciation also to be effective, it needs to be received in a way in which you like to receive appreciation. Now, the other type of feedback is called coaching. Now, coaching is what helps you improve. Uh, this is when this is done when people uh, want direction. So, if you are in a leadership position and someone comes up to you and they ask, "Hey, how do I become a better employee?" and you actually give them appreciation, this can actually be detrimental to their progress. In fact, that employee, if you give them appreciation when they come seeking coaching from you, they're probably going to be polishing their resume and seeking. Uh, uh, employment somewhere else. When they say, hey, how do I become a better employee? And they say, you know what? You're doing a great job. We appreciate what you're doing. They hate that. Mm. That is not what you want to give people if you are in a leadership position. Instead, what they want is they want you to say, you know what? Um, What we are looking for in someone like you right now, what we appreciate is if if we saw more of this, so if you could do this, and guess what? Even better than that is if they say, my superiors, what they would love to see from you is this, this, and this, and this, and this, right? And so when you're in a leadership position, then, um, and, and someone comes to you wanting coaching, you better give them coaching. In fact, uh, sometimes in marriage too, and now I'm not saying this is appropriate feedback, but it's an example of coaching. Um, sometimes uh, coaching is, uh, is when there is a perceived discrepancy in the feelings of the relationship. When someone says, you know what, you're on your phone a lot, or you don't spend time with me. Or, uh, you know, these type of comments, that's a a nudge of coaching where, hey, spend time with me or, hey, get off your phone. You know, these are uh, uh, coaching uh, 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 sentences, basically, on how you could actually be better at being my wife or better at being my husband. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what coaching is. Now, the third type of uh, feedback is evaluation. Now, evaluation uh, is it, it helps you understand where you are versus where you're expected to be based on um, a, a set system. So uh, report cards or employee evaluations or annual reviews, these sort of things are evaluations. So uh, for example, if your wife says to you, you're not a good husband, that's an evaluation based on what she believes a good husband is supposed to be right and so um and then performance reviews are how good you are based on how good employees are supposed to be or where employees are and then a report card is an is a measurement of how many um uh, points you earned in a term versus how many um could be earned right so that's an that's an evaluation those are the three types so we've got coaching we've got a pre let's see appreciation, appreciation and then coaching, eval- that's right okay evaluation well cool well let's go into those a little bit more specifically how do you implement them and how do you approach those three kinds of those three kind of styles well first off we need to understand two things um, when we receive feedback no matter what type it is okay these are very important we actually have blind spots Okay. Now, the first blind spot 
is that people do not know our thoughts. That's the first blind spot for everyone. People don't know our thoughts. And it doesn't matter how much we explain our blind spot to people. If we said a thousand words or if we had a thousand books in a thousand volumes or a thousand libraries trying to explain what our thoughts were, we would still have that blind spot for everyone. No one is ever going to understand us. They're not going to understand our struggles. They're not going to understand our upbringing. They're not going to understand everything that we're working on. They're not going to understand our secrets, our deep down uh, uh, you know, being. That is a huge, huge blind spot. So we need to understand that people don't know that and they cannot know that no matter what. The second thing is we actually all have a blind spot. All of us. And that is our face. Mm. We don't know what our face looks like to everyone else. Now, we as humans have evolved to be very sophisticated at this. And we're very good at knowing that there is something up with someone else. We know that there's something wrong, but we don't know what that something wrong is. Something might be going on personally with us, but we can't hide that something is wrong. Mm. That is our blind spot, is what our face looks like. Hmm. Now, it's very interesting. There's a story in the book that I actually really liked. It was this, there was this lady, and she was um, at a, a workplace. I can't remember if she, was the, uh, if she was a manager or if she was the owner of, of this business. I can't remember. But she received a lot of... Uh, criticism from her subordinates and they said that she was very cold and she was not very respectful to them and she took this to heart and she says okay I am going to work on my respect I'm going to work on the respect uh, to all of my uh, uh, subordinates and so she implemented this thing like an open door policy and so anyone could come in and start talking to her uh, a lot and then she was uh, completely crestfallen when a few months later, after working on all of this respect, she got another performance evaluation that said that she is still disrespectful. <laughs> and she, she kind of looked at her uh, mentor and said, can't they see that I am working on uh, being respectful? But the comments shifted a little bit. They said, when we are in your office, you check your watch. Mm. When we are in your office, you look at us, but you are kind of nudging at us to leave. It's like, okay, this is very interesting, but I need you to get out of my office. You know, so she is feigning this interest. So even though in her heart and in her mind, she is trying to be respectful, her face is not hiding it at all, at all, because it can't. Yeah. It can't. Now, there's, other, there's another blind spot that is also fascinating, and that is our ear. That is our ear. Now, I find it very interesting. When I rewatch this podcast and when I've rewatched other podcasts, uh, what we notice is that our voice sounds different. Yep. It always sounds different. And that, that, that's very weird to us. Yeah. That's very weird to us. My voice is lower when I, uh, than my head. But you know what's also very interesting is our tone is different. Now, when I listen back to podcasts and when I listen back to me speaking in front of people, 
I notice, and by the way, I'm aware of this, that my tone is a little bit more snippy. It's a little bit more bitey than what my mind actually is. Now, by the way, I apologize for this. And this is something I am aware of. And I don't mean for this to be the case. In my mind, I promise I'm softer and I'm more kind than what I sound like. But I'm aware of it and I don't want, it, want this to be the case. But I aware, I'm aware that a blind spot that I have is I sound a lot more bitey, a lot more snippy than my mind. And so I'm aware of this blind spot. But please understand, I don't hear this in myself. <laughs> And so I'm a, I'm a lot more forgiving of people who give me this feedback, but I don't mean to be. I, I, and, and I work on this uh, constantly. I try to be a lot more softer, more exaggerating softer when, when, when I speak. And so that's, that's the other thing to remember when you are approaching feedback is people have blind spots, but so do we. And so we have to be forgiving of them. And we need to be forgiving of ourselves because we just don't know. Jeez, that is interesting. Well, I can attest that Ben is a very kind person. <laughs> but, I mean, I do see that in the, in the podcast, but I, but I find it extremely valuable when I'm listening to the podcast. And I think some of our audience members do. That you're very direct and you're very uh, strongly opinionated on these things that can really improve your life. So well done that way. We know you're, we know you're soft. So thank you for that explanation. But that's good to know. Now, what are just some other general principles for taking feedback in a really good way? Because you talk about some of these things, but then when it actually comes to doing it or actually when someone says something that you don't want to hear, what are some good ways to, to take that? So one thing to do, especially if the feedback comes to you and it surprises you, you really want to ask yourself two things. Number one, well, what am I supposed to learn from this? Okay. And number two, I want to ask the, um, the, the feedback giver to clarify their position, especially if they are doing some labeling. Okay. So, uh, for example, if someone was to come up to me and say, you're incompetent and lazy, the first thing that I'm going to do is, well, I'll back up. Originally, what I would probably do is I would basically go into a list of reasons why I'm not incompetent and lazy, and then I would go back and tell them reasons why they're incompetent and lazy, and uh, why they should, you know, uh, not work here in this state or any other state, etc. And I would just go into a, a complete list of, you know, why they're just a complete imbecile. You know, that's probably what I would have done, and what most of us do. Right. If someone attacks us, we tell them why they're actually the thing and why we. We are actually right. That's the that's the common like defense mode, right? Defense mode, defense mode. But instead, what we need to do is we need to take a step back and think. Okay, I need to learn from this, and then uh, and then we want to ask them to clarify their position. And I'm going to warn you, it gets a little weird here because we're going to talk in a way that people generally don't talk. Okay, and so uh, what I would probably do um, is I would probably address it. Um, I would say, okay, well, it looks like. Um, um, you have some issues with uh, the, the way I am uh, working 
uh, here. You, you have some issues, and we'll address those and the timing of this uh, critique because uh, that's something else. But what I want to talk about right now uh, is these these uh, these labels, incompetent and lazy, and that's okay. Uh, but what I want to know is uh, why incompetent and why lazy, and how did you come up with those things? Okay, so what's your definition of incompetent? What's your definition of lazy? Can you give me some examples? Because I really want to learn from this. You know, you're, you're kind of making them turn away from their emotions and start to use their brain. And it doesn't really sound like a conversation, but you're not really accusing them right now either. You're just basically going incompetent and lazy. Okay, um, I, I want to learn from this right now. Can you tell me what incompetent and lazy is? Um, and uh, based on your definition, and, and can you give me some examples? Uh, because I want to learn from this, right? Love that, yeah. Now, here's, here's the other thing. This is just one person, maybe. And uh, if you're only hearing feedback from one person, that doesn't mean you have to take it. But what you do want to do is at least learn from this conversation, yeah. Yeah. right? Because it's also interesting is... Um, the the relationship you have with the person who's giving you the feedback does influence on whether or not you take it. Mm. Right? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. So. Awesome. Well, good. Well, and I want to kind of go on the reverse side of that because it's one thing to, to take the feedback, but then it's another thing to give the feedback. And so how do we effectively give it in a way that is kind of that constructive criticism, if you will? Well, this is where it gets a little complicated, I admit, okay? Because first off, you need to recognize what kind of feedback needs to be given. Is it appreciation? Is it coaching? Is it evaluation? Now, if you have multiple children, for example, or if you're coaching a basketball team, uh, you have a lot of different personalities that you're, that's, that you're uh, working with. Now, you might have a child who loves coaching, you might have a child who loves appreciation. You have, might have a child that loves evaluation. Not only that, but to complicate it further, you might have a child who loves receiving coaching from mom but hates it from dad, right? And so it takes a lot of time. It takes uh, patience. It, ta- it, patience. It takes uh, kind of learning this style uh, to really know how to give that uh, that uh, uh, that feedback. You know, for example, if you're uh, coaching a basketball game, you're going to be giving them. Um, uh, you're going to be giving them coaching during practice. You're going to be giving them. Um, uh, appreciation during the game nice shot great job and then you're going to be giving them evaluation after the game this is what you know you could have done uh, uh, during the game or, or whatever this is where you're standing you know in the league right so sometimes it's uh, different uh, uh, based on where you are so it's complicated I admit but but you do have to uh, kind of take note of what's working when so you, okay so that's kind of more of just the in, up to the individual almost like trial and error, right? You're, you're kind of, you're taking notes, you're, you're referencing back to how it went, how the feedback went, and then kind of restructuring it. Well, and I, and, and I did this too. Like after I read uh, this book, I gave some feedback to my wife. Okay. And I, I tried this technique. And, uh, and you can be the judge on whether or not this worked. Um, I think she, she made it work. But she has been preparing for this cake competition for weeks because she's she has a bakery and she's been preparing for weeks on this cake competition and um 
she recently found out that she has some competitors that she's been following on Instagram for a long time and she admires them and they're very, very, very talented. And she's been talking about it to our kids uh, and saying, you know, these are really good and if I lose, that's okay because I get to learn. You know, that's, that's, that's a good sentiment, whatever. Right, right. Now, I told her the other day, I said, Erica, I think you are approaching this cake competition wrong. And dramatic pause a little bit. And then she said, wrong? You know, just a little bit of defensiveness. And I said, yeah, I think you are approaching this cake competition wrong. And, and she said, well, what do you mean? I said, I think, now correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you are not saying out loud that you are preparing to lose this competition and preparing to learn from the mistakes into your next competition. When in all reality, I believe that you can win this entire thing because I believe you have the skills to do so. Now, if I am incorrect, then let me know, but I have every confidence that you can win this entire competition. But if you are convincing yourself that you're already going to lose, then correct me if I'm wrong. And she said, no, you're actually right. I'm preparing to lose, um, but I appreciate your confidence. Now, the secret to this is this was coaching. This was coaching. But I was addressing her blind spot. Are you not saying something out loud in your brain? Are you preparing to lose and not saying it? And so uh, that was the secret to that coaching, is addressing her blind spot. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But she said, yeah, you're right. I've been preparing to lose but then giving her some evaluation saying, I think you um, have what it takes to win and I think you need to start preparing to win the entire thing because you have the skills to do so. Wow. Now I noticed that you, you mentioned several times through that conversation, correct me if I'm wrong. Are there any other sayings that, like, that are like that, that kind of, because that, kind of, that almost softened up a little bit. Hey, listen, I'm giving you coaching here. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, are there anything else, any other tips that way that, that people can say? I love that. Yeah, I think correct me if I'm wrong is, is very, one. yeah, it shows humility. It does, and, yeah. and, uh, and, and the other one is like, I'm going to be making lots of mistakes or, or I want to be better or help me understand, you know, that anything that addresses a blind spot, uh, I think is a good phrase. So that was an example that went really well. Uh, is there a time where it didn't go really well, right? Where you can like really, really show the clear difference of the right approach versus the wrong approach? Yeah, actually, this this was a I, there was a time. It's actually a lot easier to figure out when did you not receive fa- feedback well versus when did you receive feedback yeah. well. And and this is an example on my part. Um, I remember I used to work in a lasagna factory when I uh, uh, went through college. Nice. And I remember I was actually picked to be kind of a team lead. I was very good at assembling teams and making sure that people were working very, very well with each other to be very, very fast and efficient and clean. That was a big thing. And we worked in the 
uh, area where we had to clean all of the stuff that was super dirty and get it back out to the factory workers so that they could get all the ingredients uh, together. And I loved this position. I love assembling the teams and I love when people loved me being in that position because everyone got to lunch faster and everyone got home faster and the lines loved having uh, their, their pans uh, really fast as well. And uh, uh, we, we got to a point where we were very, very efficient. And I remember one day that the USDA was actually uh, going to inspect the factory. And I was super uh, happy to have them come and see how good our particular department was. And uh, they came, and they came with their uh, super high-tech, fancy flashlights. And they came to my station, and they noticed that the corners of these big tray racks were not as clean as they should have been. And I took that uh, as a a critique uh, quite hard. Not that they found that they were dirty, but that they told me that I was demoted and I needed to go back to uh, this giant industrial um, washing machine and go back to there, which was dirty. And I didn't mind it, but I wasn't in charge of the team anymore. And they didn't like me being there because they weren't as fast anymore. And the next day, my boss then said, um, we're not going to have you lead the team anymore. The USDA said that you actually have to be there permanently. Now, I took that feedback so bad that I quit that job the next day. And, and I basically told my team leader, I said, uh, I got some personal stuff going on at home, and so I need to quit. So dumb. That was absolutely so dumb. And thinking back, I think the strongest response that I could have had to that feedback was to take that de- demotion but then come to my boss and the USDA and say, I accept the demotion. What we did is we um, sacrificed cleanliness for speed. And I noticed that the tops of the racks in the corners were the dirty, were, were, was the, uh, the parts that were dirty. So here is a plan to maintain speed and to clean the corners at the same time. I accepted the demotion, but I've given the plan to the new team lead. And I want to see if he gets this implemented so that we as a team can still be fast. And I, I wish I would have done that, where I could have accepted the demotion, gone to the USDA and said, we can still be fast and we can still be clean. And I would love to see if this improves everyone at the same time. But no, I didn't. I, like an immature college kid, quit that job because of bad feedback. What a dumb thing to do. I'm so glad I've learned from that experience. That's amazing. Well, when, and we think about the different scenarios and situations that could have gone so much better, could have possibly turned to better outcomes and things if we just took that feedback a little better. Thank you for sharing that. That was yeah. a great example. Well, good. Well, this has been such an awesome and valuable session here talking about this. What is just an overall summary of what we talked about, just so that people can get just quick things that they can do uh, and quick things to remember from what we've talked about? Number one, um, when you receive feedback, it does not mean you have to accept it or agree with it. But you should learn from it. Always take it as a learning experience. The second thing is to receive the feedback well, you need to be able to process, process it, separate yourself from the feedback and from the giver of the feedback, and then admit that you have blind spots, but so do they. 
And then also remember that if you hear feedback from only one person, it's only one person. And uh, you, you don't have to reevaluate your entire life if it's only from one. Jeez. Love it. That sums it up perfectly. Thank you, Ben. If you'd like to learn more about Achieve Today and what we have to offer, go to our website, achievetoday.com, where you can sign up, put in your information, and sign up for a 45-minute free consultation. This is valuable to help you understand where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and then some possible solutions to get you into a better place and achieve your goals. So make sure to do that. Go to achievetoday.com where you can sign up for that free consultation. Thanks for joining. If you have not make sure to subscribe to our channel or if you're listening to this podcast make sure to give us a follow so hope you enjoy the rest of your week the the rest of your day and we will see you next time thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast we really appreciate you and we know that you will continue to get value if you subscribe to our channel this is a great place to learn more about yourself dive deep into your limiting beliefs and really clear those out so that you can live your best life ever in every different aspect of your life. So make sure that you subscribe. Thank you for joining and we'll talk to you soon.